The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. What's going on across the land? It ain't nothing. I ain't. Fr- yeah, we here. You know what it is, man. That's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center. Yeah. It's a hanging with the boys specialty. Yeah. yeah. It's wet. <laughs> right out of the gate. It's wet. It's a wet one. Yeah, it's raining outside a lot. That's how we like yeah. it. Went here and hanging with the boys. Um, <laughs> our boy Nate is not with us today. He will call in at some point in time yes. uh, in one of these segments. But it is me, it is Kurt, it is Chris. We're all here. That is Kurt Daniels, senior editor at DallasCowboys.com, Emmy Award winner. Chris is in the back holding it down, doing what he does in that dark room with the lotion on the counter. Oh, <laughs> God. What? <laughs> Are you expecting that one, Chris? I am. There is no lotion on this counter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some hand sanitizer. Whatever. Whatever your, whatever, your, whatever your thing is. I am Zaddy Holly. Together, we make hanging with the boys, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel, feel us, us when we speak. speak. Yes. We are a couple days away from what is it super bowl 59 no 64 okay super bowl 54 chiefs and philadelphia eagles are getting ready set to go to play that game but of course you know some news happened yeah some coordinators were named and yeah yeah things are kind of taking the first steps of the cowboys offseason let me say this you know what? You know what's kind of irritating me a little bit about the Cowboys, like hearing them talk in Mobile, and Jerry and Steven and the likes. There's this level of this cavalier. It's it's mm. no sense of urgency. It's right. just you know we'll get there when we get there, and and, and that. That that I don't know why, but it's gotten to me a little bit. Has it? It has. You want to see them feel a little more pressure per se, or or be like, yes, you know, more excited, or no? I I, I want I want the language to be from Jerry, from Stephen, from Coach McCarthy. I, I want it to be a more an aggressive language. I, I don't want it to be, yeah, you know, where. We're not trying to play the all-in game, and we're, we're, we're we like to be in the middle, and mm. you know we're gonna build this thing for the long term. How long? <laughs> well, like, Kurt, we're going on. We're, we're close to thirty years. Yeah, getting there. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's it's hard to listen to those talks and get any excitement. I agree, especially when Jerry, and you know. He is. He'll mix up his words, and it doesn't always come out like maybe he wins. But when he said, you know, I'm good in the middle, it's just not the kind of thing you want to hear. And that's what I'm saying. And especially when you look up and you're saying, 
Boy, like it's not just an NFC team that's going to the Super Bowl. That's in the, that's in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but it's a division rival. Yeah, a team that's that's lapped you in the sense. A team that's front office twice. this year. Yeah, yeah, twice. A team that's front office this year put on a masterclass. Yeah, on how to maneuver and work things to the best of your ability to get talent in and to maximize talent, and it just seems as if the Cowboys are going in the wrong direction. Right. And while everyone is moving at one speed in the football world, right? Not not the media portion, not the dress it up nice and neat, like literally in. Football movement, they're moving in a direction that we, at times, are. I feel like we're not moving in that direction. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's the last three NFC Super Bowl teams have been the, with the Buccaneers, Rams, and now the Eagles, who have been very aggressive in free agency and making trades. I mean, you look at some of the additions they've all added. And yet the Cowboys are still, let's draft and develop, let's draft and develop, you know, for now 27 years. And it, it makes you wonder, is that the new formula? And is that something that they need? If they're going to get over the top, yes, they're going to be good. They've got pieces in place. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a contender. But to get to that Super Bowl, do they need to get, be, be more aggressive in what they're doing? They do. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, one of the things I absolutely love about Jerry Jones is for a long portion of his life, he's been the he's been the innovator, mm-hmm. right? He's been the the risk taker. He's been the one who has kind of pushed the envelope, so to speak, to to progressively grow the brand and the marketing and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, back in the day where there was no salary cap, like you saw an aggressive Jerry. Jerry, like he was yeah. like yeah. signing guys left and right, yeah. and, and and I get the salary cap has come, but there's enough smart people, math numbers people who know how to move and make that thing work into a space where you can get people that you want. You know, free agency. It's it's look at look at the way the college game is going. Mm-hmm. Coaches now. Unless you're the University of Texas, who has, I think Texas had like 3,000 scholarships. They just signed guys every day. It's crazy. Every time I look up, like, oh, five stars. I'm like, (laughs) how many scholarships does Texas have? Um, But you look at more coaches now that they've opened up this portal and you can play right away. More coaches are just saying, you know what? I'm just going to go get the sophomore, the junior transfer portal. And yeah. not get a scholarship to a freshman, because yeah, they, they no already one, know what they got. No one wants yeah. to to draft or recruit and develop. You know, John Calipari was really on the forefront of this thing ten years ago, where he was bringing in the one and dones. Mm-hmm. Right, he turned Kentucky into a G League, where they were having like practices and scouts were coming to to, to watch Kentucky's practices. Yeah, um, I think it's what puts a lot of those coaches out. You know, my coach, a lot of coaches, they just can't handle the way that this thing is being going now. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say. That the Cowboys need to kind of treat their system like that. Like I get it, draft and develop, draft and develop. But you, you, you got to go and get some guys who are right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the, not you know, hey, if Joe, if Jalen Turbert, we Jalen Tolbert, we see the skill set, and we, if if it if it pans out, mm-hmm. if it works out. If all things align, if the stars and the moons and the skies, if you're in an airy sun and a wall of four <laughs> Capricorn moon, yeah. you know, like all those things yeah. have to kind of come together for it to work in, in unison and in harmony, and then you get there and it doesn't work. Yeah. 
And now you're like, oh, we, we let Amari walk for a bag of rocks and <laughs> this thing that we hoped worked. Yeah. You know, or, hey, we're going to do this with the offense. You, go get the guys. Right. Yeah, there's a definite um, philosophy out there. And you, you see it in baseball for a long time, although their draft is even more of a crapshoot. But you're seeing it now more in football, I think, where guys, the draft picks aren't maybe as important to some teams as they used to be. They want the known commodity. Yeah. And so there's some value in that. And I don't know, it, at some point, the draft and develop has, you have to augment that with some yeah. guys that are really making an impact. That's the old model. Yeah. The old model, because you had coaches who were giving a four, five, six year chance for things. You don't have that anymore. Yeah. Like you got guys who get contract extensions and get fired the next year. Yeah, it's true. Like it's coaches true. been getting like, hey, we're going to sign this coach. Oh, no. In fact, we're not. We're going to fire him the, next, the very next year. So coaches don't have the ability anymore to sit back and allow guys to develop. That, that, yeah. those, like, again, that's that's old football. Where, where, where quarterbacks, you drafted them in the top five pick and they set for a year or two, right. and then you brought them along that way. No. Quarterbacks, you got to come out and go right now. Yeah. yeah. Like players, you have to come out and be a significant uh, contributor, and, and, and some are, but a lot aren't. Right. And, if, and if that's the method of which you're going to build your football team in, you'll always finish uh, – yeah, uh, close but no cigar. Oh, we were, we were, we might have been there because other teams are going to say, "While you're developing that young kid, yeah. who may be something in three or four years, hey, I, I'm going to go sign this former Pro Bowler, right? Who who understands football, who understands what it means to be a professional, who understands how to watch film, how to evaluate film, how to take care of his body, how to do all these different things that these young guys." are learning to do. So I agree with you. I think there needs to be a good mix of that, of, hey, we're going to we're gonna get some guys. Because hey, you have to, right? You get first-round picks. Those first-round picks are guys who you want to come in, and even if they play early on, you want to draft. But your team can't consist of a whole bunch of those guys. No. You, no. you can't have potential. What is the old saying? Potential gets you fired? Yeah. The only problem here is, well, that, yeah, the for the guys, dog, yeah. the top dog ain't getting fired. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the uniqueness yeah. of what's here. Is the top dog he can bet on the potential all he wants because he ain't firing him. No, no. Although he's, I wonder if the age, you know, he's getting up there in age. If maybe there's there is a deadline starting to get a little closer than it was 20 years ago. But but can you know. teach old dog new tricks, Kurt? Yeah, I don't know. And that's you know if you look at. Those teams in the 90s, when they won the three Super Bowls in four years, those were really built 88, Michael Irvin came on, 89, 90, 91, even 92 draft, all that. That's when those teams were built. Even the 95 squad was largely built ahead of that. Well, free agency, as we kind of know it today, started in 93. I mean, they had Plan B free agency, but that was still pretty restrictive, and it was almost uh, uh, players didn't want that Mm because it means their team won them. Free agency started in 93, and the salary cap, I believe, started in 94. And since that time, they haven't been to a Super Bowl, so it kind of, you know, is, is roster management been an issue for this team? Is that the reason why? Is managing that salary cap and be able to draft and get the right free agents in, spend the money when you need to, it seem, seemingly has been a problem. And it has. And, and the players have been here. Right, mm-hmm. we we can go along the lines and think about all the great players yeah. have been here from the '90s to the the early 2000s, the 2010s, and, and as we're heading into the is this the 20th century, the 20th, 21st century, 22nd, 21st, 21st, 21st century, yes. 
there, there's there's going to be players mm-hmm. like you're going to get a player or two here in in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then of course on the flip side is when we talk about the clock ticking on 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 Jerry Jones, and we're not being morbid about that, but the clock ticking on Dak Prescott too. Yeah, and the one thing that the Cowboys. I don't know what God they believe in. <laughs> but they have been one of the luckiest franchises when it's come to franchise quarterbacks yeah. than anyone in the league. Yeah. Than anyone in the league. Think about it now. For the last, this is Dax Prescott just finished his seventh season. So when did Tony start? 2008? Well, he was. What time did he? What did he 2006 s- is when I think he took over. Okay, so six. So we're, talk, through. so we're talking the better part of 20 years, right? Not close to, but 16, yeah. 16 years yeah. of, is that more than 16 years? Yeah, about 16 years, 16, 17 years. The Cowboys have made franchise quarterbacks of an undrafted free agent who almost didn't come here yeah. and a fourth-round pick yeah. and, and have been at point in times in that 16, 17-year window Super Bowl contenders, division winners. Yeah, they've had some good teams. They've had some teams. 2007 was – that was – they should have been to the Super Bowl that year. They had a good team. And, and, and that's – like, so you've, you've lucked up with that. Like, you're, you're going to you're, – unless the Cowboys make some changes in how they approach certain things, you're going you're gonna to cycle back around to that window of – who was that, like – not Vinny oh, Testaverde yeah. and Chad Hutchinson and Carter uh, was in there. Quincy Carter. Yeah. Like you're gonna circle back to that because you're not gonna be really good enough to go up into the first round. I mean, bad excuse me, bad enough to go up into the first round yeah. and pick someone in the top mm-hmm. five or ten picks, right? You're gonna be always be in that middle of the road, you know, draft pick from 17 to 25. And yeah. so you're either gonna have to reach for a guy, mortgage your future for a guy, or Try to look up again and find your next Tony Romo slash Dax Prescott, and that's a yeah. tough way to live and do business in the future. Yeah. But what did you think of Jerry? Just talking about drafting the quarterback, Jerry had said that he'd wished he'd draft a quarterback every year or something like that. The experts who talk about drafting, and I'm not one of them, mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. that you should always get a quarterback in the draft every year. Like, even if it's a late round, if it's a Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant type pick, like every yeah. single year, you should just go ahead. Yo, use the sixth round pick and just grab one. Use the fifth round pick if you don't have nothing of need at that point in time and just grab one. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But maybe you find the diamond yeah. in the rough. That's and, my concern is there's always a need still. You know, There's always a need. Yeah. Yeah, there's always there's a need for quarterbacks. Well, I mean, there's always a need at some other position who you know that could step in and Accent friend, they couldn't, they, they didn't need a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, at that point in time. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into this Brian Schottenheimer thing. Um, he's been named the OC. Is he the OC? He's a play calling OC, the practice mm-hmm. OC. We'll, we'll get into that. How will that affect Dak Prescott? How will this team be identified now under Brian Schottenheimer slash Mike McCarthy? Kurt and I will discuss all of those things. We may get Nate to call in, but I want you to stay right here with us. We'll be right back. This is Hanging with the Boys. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. 
put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeedGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys on this very moist and wet. Oh, man. <laughs> Tuesday here in the Star. We're in the SWBC podcast studio. I am joined by senior editor. Kurt Daniels, Nate Newton is won't not be joining us no, today. He's on the move. He dissed us. He's on the move. He left me sitting on the porch. Left <laughs> us sitting on the porch again, just like my dad. But that's all right because you, the people, are here. That first segment was brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets his wings. This segment is also brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets his wings, as well as Blockchain.com. Okay. Little history. Yep. 2001, Washington Redskins quarterback coach. 2002 to 2005, San Diego Chargers quarterback coach. 26 to 2011, New York Jets offensive coordinator. 2012-2014, Rams offensive coordinator. Went to Georgia, offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach. Colts from 26-27, Seattle 2018-2020 offensive coordinator. Jacksonville Jaguars passing game coordinator and quarterback coach in 2021. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the newly named offensive coordinator for your Dallas Cowboys, Brian Schottenheimer. He will take over the offensive coordinator duties with the um, departure of Kellen Moore, who's headed to the L.A. Rams. Chargers. Char sorry, Chargers. L.A. Rams. L.A. Chargers. You know what's been funny, Kurt? Um, former NFL running back Arian Foster came out with this weird, weird – comment about that there's a script that's given out to every player and team. I saw and, something about that. And it's one of the most hilarious things is ever. It? Like him saying it in the state that Aaron Foster might be in is not hilarious. Mm. 
But the way that the internet, who absolutely takes nothing serious, <laughs> has taken that and turned that into something hilarious. And so now everyone's like, oh, when so-and-so saw the script, when so-and-so saw the script, mm-hmm. and they do all these funny memes and gifts and stuff like that. Um, and I say all that to say Kellen Moore leaves here kind of under the depleted offense, not having it and headed over to the Chargers, who are in talks that they may be getting rid of Everett and Keenan Allen, they're two of their top three top mm-hmm. targets there. I was like, wow. I mm-hmm. said, Kellen Moore. And, like, and, I, and I put the <laughs> gift on with Kellen Moore, like a quarterback for the Cowboys, and looks at the iPad and he just like flips it off like, oh, boy. I said, that's what Kellen Moore looks like when he got the script. And he'll be losing two of his two of his top yeah. three pass catches yeah. uh, over there. But um, the NFL script for us gives us Brian Schottenheimer. Yes. And, you know, through conversations and t- listening to what Mike and some other people said and asking around – it's a unique job. It holds yeah, the job true. title right. of offensive coordinator. But on game day, Mike McCarthy, who is the head coach, will be calling the plays. So yeah. some may ask, well, what is Brian going to be doing? Right. That's and, a good question. I'd and, like to know that. Right. Myself. And so <laughs> people, so I've asked around, and, and what my what the responses have been that I've gotten was that he will take over the day-to-day stuff when it comes to kind of running practices from the offensive perspective, um, hmm. meetings, okay, um, designing things like that, while Mike is still doing the overall head coaching stuff. Hmm. You know, kind of still personnel. Mike's going to be doing personnel-wise and day-to-day kind of planning of everything. But, you know. So when they're in the meetings breaking stuff down or, or going through the upcoming, you know, game plan, that's. Schottenheimer's going to be doing that. I think it's going to be a collaborative between Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer in their coaches meeting. Yeah. And let me, let me, let me take you behind the scenes just for a second. When you're going through a week of football and I don't want to get too complex on you, but the days are broken down, right? You have your Monday comes in. It's normally a review of what happened on Sunday, Tuesday, player days off and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at times, normally, I know Mike does it differently at times, but those are normal work days. And what you end up coming in is you'll, you'll have your big team meeting. Everyone's in the big team meeting, right? And it's, it can be that, that meeting can literally last from two minutes to 30 minutes, all depending upon how the coach is feeling. Okay. Once that meeting is adjourned, you break apart. You go offense, you go defense. And those are two separate meetings, normally run by the coordinators of those positions. But what happens within those offense and defensive meetings, coaches, running backs coach, tight ends coach, receiver coaches, linemen coaches, they have an opportunity to present a portion of this week's game plan. Okay. So um, let's just say when I was playing, Hudson Houck would come up and talk about some of the run game stuff. And he would come up there and he would present the run game to the entire offense. And then uh, Coach Ray Sherman would come in and present some of the things that we're looking at for receiver-wise. And every day someone has an opportunity to break things down. And within that, you also have, um, hey, on first downs, a, a position coach may break down, hey, here's what we're looking at on first downs. And this is where, offensively, the first 15 is developed. Okay. This is the first 15, the script, script, right? So through this, this is what they're telling you how the first 15 they're going to play. Hey, hey guys, on first down, here's what they primarily want to do. This team defensively on first downs are going to play cover this 
or cover four or cover five, yeah. right? Hey, on third downs, this team as a fundamental base are going to play this, and here are some variations of that defense that they're going to play on third and third and uh, short and third and medium and third and long. And so you take that and you encompass that into your game plan. Okay. Okay. That's how the meetings are working. It's done the same thing on on the defensive side. Hey guys, on first down, the Cowboys are going to run the ball into the A gap. Just know it's coming on every first down <laughs> for a large majority of the time. Yeah. They're going to run the ball right into the A gap on first down. They're not going to motion anybody. They're going to just run it right at us <laughs> on first down. And we're going to get them for a loss, and they're probably going to run the same play again on second down. Yeah. No, so that's how it's done offensively and defensively. Yeah. Now, I, what, what Brian Schottenheimer, I, I'm thinking, I don't know mm-hmm. how he developed his game plan, but the question comes to what is the identity going to be? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I don't think we will know yet. Well, before we jump there, so going back, so all the all the guys are in the, the offensive coaches are doing their thing and they're telling the whole meeting. Is McCarthy involved in any of that, or is he just kind of sitting back, or is he bouncing over to the defensive room? I mean, I think like so. When it, my my first head coach here in Dallas was Wade Phillips, right. so Wade, who was a defensive coordinator, and that's that's where his he buttered his bread at in this league. Yeah, he would spend most of his time over in the defensive side of the ball. Right, so he would be in those meetings and and helping and conducting those meetings. But then he would walk back down the hallway and come into our meetings, and he would stand off to the side or sit off to the side. And every now and again, he'll come in and he'll comment. Okay. Then Jason Garrett took over, and it was the same thing: head coach, offensive coordinator. So he did the team meeting, and then once we broke down offense, defense, he was in the offensive meeting room. Now, because he was the offensive play caller and the offensive coordinator, he conducted a lot of the meeting, and very rarely did he leave and go down to the defensive meeting room. Right. Okay. Yeah. So most of the time, depending on what that coach is, what is is his background built in, offense or defense, he's going to spend most of his time there. Yeah. Does that create – because they are going to have a guy setting up the offense in Schottenheimer, but McCarthy calling plays, is that – Is there any risk of confusion or, or, you know, different philosophies or whatever that the player that could, would cause mess, different communication, I guess, or miscommunication? For me, because a lot of what we do as athletes, we get our communication from our position coaches. Okay. So now after you get done with your offensive-defensive meeting, there's another meeting. Like Go going, figure. Going to school. Yeah. Then you break down into your position meeting. And now it's getting more specific on what you just learned in the offensive-defensive meeting and how that suits you specifically okay. at your position. And that's where you get your your tone is set from your from the offensive perspective. A coach will tell you, say, all right, listen, fellas, this week we're going to be heavy on the run yeah. because of here's what here's what they present to us. It says that that we'll be able to get the runoff. Or hey, hey, guys, this week's gonna be on us. Yeah, this is one of the weeks where we we can go go eat. You know, yeah. go go hunt, fellas. Yeah. This, this is your time to go and hunt, <laughs> and we're putting in players to go do so. Um, and so you get your tone from there, and then how it's the, the the how it's run back up the ladder is, and players like myself, I don't get much say so in those meetings because I'm not the guy. But 
when you have your, your CD Lamb, right? CD is talking to his assistant coach and saying, Coach, listen, I saw in the meeting, the office coordinator meeting, the, the, sorry, the offensive meeting, man, we, 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 ran that, we ran that bang eight. Like, I think we should run it like this. Okay. And so now CD will be able to take that to his position coach. They will then go out to the football field for practice, and maybe there's a little bit of a kind of a muddle huddle, and they may run it one way, and then you know the coach can kind of come, and CD may be able to come to Brian Schottheimer and go, Coach, listen, man, I, I want to run the Bengate, but let me try to run it like this. Okay. And then they'll go, all right, hey, let's run it again. Okay, CD, let, let, let's see what it looks like. Yeah. And then it's go, you know what? I like it. All right, you know, he'll write it down, and then he'll go, hey, listen, going forward in this game, when we run this bang eight, we're going to run it like this against that coverage. Dak, you got it? CD, receivers, you got it? Quarterbacks, you got it? That's how we're going to do it. Okay. And it may change from week to week, but but that's how it's kind of, you know, it's kind of worked yeah. for, for that. But my only concern with the whole he's the offensive coordinator, but he's the play caller is on game day. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's – that would be my worry too. That's when the mis- miscommunication comes. Correct, mm. because if Mike is calling the place and being the, su- the not pseudo but the head coach, right? Is there time for you to go over and sit with your quarterback? True. And yeah. kind of get that because what what you what you see on film, what you practice on the practice field, what happens in the game time can at times be three separate things. Because now you need to go over there and have that moment, and it may last longer than two or three minutes. It may last longer than five minutes. But I need to have that communication time with my quarterback as the play caller. Tell me, you don't hear Coach yeah. all the time, tell me what you saw. What are you seeing? Right. Because that's going to help me because I'm, I'm standing from the side. You're looking down the gun barrel. Right, right. I need to see what you're seeing. I, I, need, I need you to explain to me what you're seeing and how can we either improve, eliminate, do whatever to that specific play or a package of plays. That's my only concern is how is that going to work on game day when Mike still has to be a game manager, right? You still yeah. have to look up there and go, hey, we need a red flag. There's a challenge of play. Yeah. The clock is running. Like, that's the communication, that, that the part that I worry about when it comes think, to, to those Schottenheimer two guys. will be on the sidelines to kind of have those conversations? Or I think he has to be. Yeah, I think so. I think he has to be. Because other than that, like, who's talking to Dak? Like, I get the old school phone thing, but right. that that's, you know, I need somebody down there with me that I can, hey, look, like, look at the tablet and let's, let's, look, let's work yeah. through this thing, you know? All right, let's take our, uh, our last break of the show when we come back. Um, you want to grade some rookies? Uh, I don't know. You want to talk about bringing back Zika Pollard? So much. No, uh, let's talk about all of it. We'll talk about all of it when we come back. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, 
talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero, guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. This Tuesday, February 7th, we are, what is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Six days from the Super Bowl? Is the Super Bowl on Monday? Sunday. Sunday. It's not yeah. Sunday. I think they're talking about maybe a Monday, was it a, Monday was it a, holiday or something. But okay. I think it's I Sunday. Think it's Sunday. So we're five days away from Super Bowl Sunday. Question about Super Bowl Sunday for you, Kurt. Do you, are you one who watches the game? Like, are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't watch any of the pregame stuff. Okay. Yeah. But like, you are. Uh, uh, yeah. Some people are like, well, Cowboys are not in. Oh, I'm not no. watching it. No, I'll, I'll definitely watch some of it. Um, obviously, won't have as big a rooting interest in it at all. But right. I, I just, in which that's a good question. I wanted to ask you is is and kind of hinted at it earlier. But as players, like I get the impression sometimes that Nate would want the Eagles to win because that's representing the NFC conference. It's representing the East division. That proves that they, as a, you know, it looks good on them because their division is winning. Mm-hmm. Don't think, but you don't want your rival to win. No, no, no matter no. what. No, <laughs> I don't want like, I don't want to be like, yeah, Duke go win the national championship. So that the ACC looks <laughs> yeah, better. Okay. No, no, yeah. no. No, no, nah, I want Lehigh to beat the brakes off them, right? I, I want, I want, <laughs> Lehigh. you know, uh, no, 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 chance, huh? no, not a chance, not a chance, not a freaking How chance. How are you going to partake this game? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I've, I've talked about maybe, um, cause I have a connection. I did my pre and post game show at Texas live yeah. uh, this year. And so um, I have a connection down there where I don't have to spend the ungodly amount of money to get a table down there reserved. Because, you, you know, it's it's like $700. It's probably more now because of Super Bowl. But, like, to go to Texas Live and to reserve one of those tables, like, the, in front of the big screen, yeah. you have to spend a minimum of $700, like $700 on, wow. on, on, uh, on, on, on a game day. Game day. I yeah. have no idea. So now, But I'll say this. The table does sit, like, maybe 8 to 10. Yeah. So I guess if everybody's kind of – Man. You know, a couple of drinks, some food. To collectively, you hope yeah. that you can get the seven hundred dollars, yeah. but it's a seven hundred dollar minimal. Wow, 
And I think sometimes, depending on who we're playing, they kind of the, the price can. It's not set price; it fluctuates. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Because some games they'll like so even some away games they'll charge for entry. Like, it depends on how big the game oh, is. Really? Got, yeah, it's it's. I mean, Dang. you know, everybody's capitalist. Money. Got to make your money. Oh. Gotta make your money somehow. They learn from the best. They learn from the guy <laughs> standing right down the street. That's right. From the, from the right down the street from the stadium. Charging how yeah. much for these tours. Just whatever they want. Day. Just whatever they want. Today, the tour is going to be $67. That's right. Tomorrow, yep. $47. That's right. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Um, one thing I do want to get to before we kind of move on to that was we I posed a question about identity. Yeah. That's been that's been a question that we've asked about this Cowboys mm-hmm. offense. Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a question. Yeah. And I pose a question to you, my good friend. With Brian Schottenheimer, with Mike McCarthy now taking over the play calling, knowing Mike comes from the West Coast, and right. he and Kellen kind of merged the the Air Coriel and the West Coast a little bit together in trying to keep something from the yeah. old while implementing some of his stuff from his past. What will the Cowboys out uh, be? Well, first of all, I need you to kind of – the West Coast offense is more quick passes. Correct. That kind of thing. Correct. So it sounds like that's the direction he's going to go. And, and that – I you know, I wonder, though, are we going to see a – huge difference in what this offense does and therefore may may not know what the identity is because I don't know what it I mean are are the pieces in place to have an overhaul of your offense or is there time I mean you got to think this is McCarthy's if he don't do it this season I mean he's one and done now Mm -hmm. does he have the time to get this not only implement his offensive scheme but really get it clicking on all cylinders like it I mean what say what you say about Kellen's scheme and maybe getting a little dull and predictive I mean they knew it they've been doing it so long right I mean is that going to be an issue for him and in, in, in forging his new identity that he just not going to have the personnel or time to do it I think that's what's going to make this offseason so critical yeah because you know what you need as far as players and Mike McCarthy's um, perspective, uh, he knows what players he needs, what type of players. Like you know, like Dan Quinn, right? Dan Quinn has always wanted, especially on the on the back end of his defense, yeah. tall, long, rangy athletes. And for the most part, they've they've went and gotten him those yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. And so for Mike, it's going to be the same thing. It's like, and maybe it is. Hey, last year we poured a lot of resources into that defense. And in the last couple years, to getting Dan Quinn exactly what he wanted. And maybe this offseason and this draft and this whatever is going to be, hey, all right, Mike, what is is it that you need? Because we're going to try our very best within reason to give you the product that you need to perform at your optimal level. Yeah. And if you can't, your address will change. Yeah. Um, so does it like I assume that that the routes say for the for the receivers are, are the same they're just running this particular route more than they would have in the past or the, or the or the same with the offensive line blocking schemes or whatever they're they're they know how to do it they're just maybe 
doing it this way more than they would that the way. The repetition. Yeah. You know, and, and I will say um, because every – Every offense, defense are always built to the thing that they want to do, right? So if I if I if I want to have a running game, I'm going to go draft and sign mauling, drafting, uh, uh, blocking offensive linemen. Right. Um, if I'm going to spread this thing out and and make this thing throw it all over the park, then I want to go find route runners, you know, no matter the size, however it is. So you try to find um, those type of guys. I think for Mike and what makes it a little bit different in the West Coast offense, it is a very quick. Kind of almost look at what Green Bay does to us. Okay. Right? Aaron Rodgers gets the ball. It's out right now. Yeah. It's out right now. It's out right now. It's out right now. It's all these quick timing things, and they'll have some shot down the field, but it's, everything is just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It comes out it, 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 it comes out fast. It comes out quick. It, it gets to the guy right now. Yeah. And so – Is it too that like, – I saw, saw – Thought I saw somewhere that the receivers—it's—it's it's not so much stopping and curling and, and comebacks and all that. It's more movement, giving it on the move, You're giving it on the move. Yeah. Like everything is on the move. A lot. I'm not I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying everything because you know, I know y'all hold me like you said everything was on. <laughs> Look at them stop right here. I'm like, let me not say that. A large majority of the stuff is you want to keep guys on the move. Yeah. And so that—that's what. But that's where the timing comes from. It like. When Dak gets to that third drop, that third step, the ball has to be ready to come out. That fourth mm-hmm. step, ball got to come out. And guys have to be in the window that they're supposed to be in. So I think that is the biggest work, preparation, um, what word am I looking for? Uh, just the repetitions of that this offseason. Yeah. Whether it be here or at the Dak yard or wherever, right. they go. They, they got to get that down because – The key is for Dak Prescott as the quarterback to be able to identify what the defense is and know, to steal a Jason Garrett um, term, know that you know that you know that you know what you're looking at is correct. (laughs) Yeah. Because the ball's coming out right now. Quick quick decisions. It's coming out right now. And so if, you know, if 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 a receiver Richards you and you know what I'm saying, Mm. he goes in, he goes out, and the ball's gone. Yeah. So he he got to come in and 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 be in that be in that window. He has to make sure he's at that depth. So all that is the thing about the West Coast offense. It's a precise running offense. Hmm. When you hit it, chef kiss. <laughs> Would you? But when you miss it, yeah. when it's not clicking, and we saw that looks like a lot. Yeah. From Green Bay, kind of like what you saw in Tampa Bay earlier in the season. Like when it's not when it's not clicking and you can't get guys to be where they're supposed to be, that quarterback doesn't have time just the way that it's developed. Yeah. He doesn't have time to go, oh, oh, okay, not you can't go back. Would you have considered, although it's a different form of offense, would you have considered the Cowboys offense last year precise? Precise? No. 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 Can they get precise? I hope. <laughs> it's a big, big hope. And that's, that, and that's the place that we live at with this Cowboys team. It's it's never a definitive answer. It's always, I hope, yeah. maybe, I like to believe. Yes. Uh, we're developing. I'm, I'm optimistic. We're, we're drafting. We're drafting. <laughs> we're developing. We're almost there. Yeah. Next year's our year. Like, that's what it's been. Yeah. So, like, even Brian Schott. I don't know what Brian Schottenheimer is going to be. Nobody knows. This is the part. This is the... This is the drug that Jerry and the Joneses are able to bottle up, 
put the cowboy blue tops on it and sell it out to the people. Yep. Because you're gonna like you're gonna be in three stages. You're gonna be in hell no. You're gonna be in maybe, and you're gonna be all in. Right. Right. And so if I get a lot of people in all in, and I get some to be in maybe, and you're a fan, you're gonna tend to lean into. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and when the season comes around, and then those who are hell no, you're gonna get them to move to. uh, You know what? If I, if the Cowboys go and sign one guy, those people from hell no go. Well, wait a second now, and they move into that maybe area. Are there players in that the hell no maybe all in area, or or as players you're all all in? Like you try to be all in, like especially now, like they're gonna try to come in and be all in on this thing, and then Mm. it if it doesn't work. Now, if it works, we know how we know how yeah. winning works. When you winning, win, winning kills all. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is this is great. This yeah. is the best thing since sliced bread, and we can't wait. And you know, what's Super Bowl at Minnesota next year? What's it at? I don't know. Hey, yeah, we're we're know. going to Super Bowl. Like it's it's that. Yeah. But if it doesn't, you're just like here we go. <laughs> and then you'll start hearing all the stuff in the, like you know, hey, yeah. we gotta we gotta execute. You know, God's got to do their job. Right. We got to be where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And then you'll hear the "I promise, yeah. I will not throw any more interceptions." <laughs> and I promise, and I'll be the best quarterback that you can. And I yeah. promise, yeah. you'll start hearing that talk again. So, yeah. that's where we're at. Great. All right, that's it for us. Who you got? Who you got in the game? Oh, yeah, I got Kansas City. Do you? No. Because you think they're winning, because you no, don't like the better. Eagles. No, no, they're better. Really? Yes. Wow. I am such a believer of the combination of Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy, and Andy Reid. Hmm. I think Andy Reid will go down as one of the best head coaches, oh, yeah. play designers, schematic de- scheme designers in NFL history. Yeah. And when you have a when you have an absolute alien for a quarterback, his ankle will be fine. At two weeks, yeah. he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I just and they just, they just keep rolling new guys in there. Yeah. Just hey, give me the next four three guy. Hey, give me the next four three guy. Hey, give me the next four yeah. three guy. I'll be rooting for Kansas City. I'm originally from. You're there. from Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, I'll be rooting for him. But I I think Philly's the better team up top to bottom. I think they have a better defense. It's gonna be a. It's not gonna be as easy as it maybe it was last week for Kansas City. I think it's just gonna it's gonna be a more physical game. And I think Kansas City got like I think Cincinnati is the kryptonite to. KC, they just, they just, some teams is like, you know, no matter what happens, like that team just, they just play us like, they just, they got us. They got us. We got them. It's just one of those always going to be, I think you're going to see this team just get back to that. I think so. Yeah, I do. Hey, Jesse. Yes. Next year's Super Bowl. Yes. Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) So we start planning now. (laughs) Get that RV sponsorship going. I might. I've, I've been. (laughs) I it's might. First time it's ever been there. I might it's be at the Lions Stadium in Las Vegas. I've yeah. always said if you've been, I've been to, I've been to Super Bowl when the Giants played in Arizona. Oddly yeah. enough, um, I've been to that one. And so if you if you've been to one Super Bowl, yeah. Been, oh, I do have before we go. I do have a question because you're a music guy. Halftime of the Super Bowl. Are you all in on this Rihanna thing? Oh, I you know I rarely watch the halftime shows as well. I will sometimes. The one a couple of years ago. Um, can't even remember. They had the whole stage white. Oh, when they did the kind of history of, of uh, I think Snoop was in there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was last year. That, was that last year? That was a great. No, no, one. no. Yeah, with the Rams. Uh, 
Who won last year? The Rams. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, yeah, it was in LA. That was a great show. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always. I'll, I, sure, I'll check it out. I, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'm not. I don't particularly care for the halftime show. Yeah. Like it's not my it's not my deal. I don't stop down. No, I'm waiting no, no. To for it, but like, fine. but I do care to look at. Well, Rihanna. That's that always helps for <laughs> a couple minutes. That so always always helps. Better. Always helps. All right, man. Kurt, yes, sir. Awesome job. Appreciate you, you brother. Thanks for dragging me through this. Here. <laughs> we hope Nate is on the road and safe. He hadn't sent us any pictures. He, no, he normally no. updates us with pictures. He does. But maybe he's not by himself. So if he's not by himself, then he has someone to kind of tell the story if he goes missing. <laughs> then he's, like, he's by himself. All right. For Kurt he Daniels. someone off a porch somewhere. Yeah, probably. Just right by my house. For Kurt Daniels, for Chris Beam in the back, for Audio Jazz, for Brother Willie, for Bro William, for Brother uh, Will, I am Jesse Holly. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll see you next week. We out! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?